Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. We got to spend a lovely weekend in Chicago for the ITA Men's National Indoors at the Midtown Athletic Club. Such a fun weekend, so much great tennis throughout the event, and if you missed any of our coverage, be sure to check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. You can catch up on all of the storylines coming out of the event. Any match results you might have missed, you can find that on there as well. But I am so happy today uh, to bring this man back onto the Cracked Interviews podcast. He is the coach of the 2019 Men's ITA National Champions. He is, you know, when he last came on, his episode is the most listened to episode in Cracked Interviews podcast history. You probably know him best for his gray sweatpants and his cap-chewing habit. Coach Ty Tucker, congratulations on the championship and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me and uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, uh, well, I, I think we have to start here. This is probably the question on everyone's mind. Coach, after you get a national title, what does the next 48 hours look like for you? You know, I thought it was looking good for me. I thought I was going <laughs> to get home around 10 o'clock. Uh, actually, uh, we didn't have plane tickets because we didn't know when we were going to lose. So all of a sudden we were trying to get 16 people home on uh, after the match and we were going to have to split up on five different flights. So we just decided to jump in three vans and drive as fast as we could. Looking forward to uh, a little celebration when we got back to Columbus. But uh, <laughs> I got sick on the way home and uh, I was feeling bad on uh, Sunday night. And then on Monday it was was pretty bad and uh now I'm halfway through a Z-Pack, so I'm starting to recover, but my voice probably sounds like uh, I've been boozing since Sunday, <laughs> whenever it was, but that's, that's not the case. Uh, as I said before you listeners, that may or may not be true. I'm not sure if I'm going to accept that answer, but we can move on. I, I do want to ask... I've, I've got doctor slips. <laughs> Well, I expect those slips, Coach, and then we'll, we'll clear you later on. Um, but we, we talk about, you know, those flights home and it being in Chicago, not exactly as far away as, say, Charlottesville or Tulane, and being at that event, it was a home environment for your Buckeyes. Can you talk about how much that meant to you to have so many people make the trip from Columbus? You know, Chicago is a place where uh, lots of uh, ex-players end up uh, working when they get out of school and... Uh, it's an easy trip, uh, five-hour drive. Uh, if uh, if you've got a heavy foot, <laughs> most of our fans do, so it's pretty quick. And you know, we were lucky. You know, it felt good after being in Wake Forest and uh, being outnumbered about a uh, hundred to one last year. So uh, you know, to be able to get in uh, Columbus or in Chicago in the, in the Big Ten footprint and uh, play um, there and uh, be able to. Uh, ultimately get a little bit lucky and win a national title in uh, Chicago was uh, was great uh, by no means does you know we're in the middle of the season by no means does it mean anything other than uh, you know the target on the back gets bigger but uh, you know college tennis is alive and well right now and you know my takeaway coming out of Chicago is uh, you better be ready because there, there are 10 or 12 teams in the field this year. Oh, I completely agree with that. And why, you know, I'm happy you bring that up because being at this event, I got a chance to see, you know, you guys on the practice court. And one of the things that stuck out to me from the get go that Friday night after you guys beat Tulane 4 0, you're back on the courts that night. You're practicing with doubles. It was a particularly rough practice from what I remember seeing. You know, you're never one to go shy on the guys, you're getting on them. Uh, why do you have your team come back practice that night? Is it because, as you mentioned, it's really anyone's field at this point? 
you know, I just feel like when you're playing indoor tennis, it, uh, you, it, it takes you three, four good days. And, you know, you show up at a club like Midtown and they do, you know, they, they kick their members out for five straight days. But, you know, the bad thing about it is, is the day before each team only gets two hours. And usually when we go anywhere at all and we're going to play an indoor match, we try to have five hours of practice before we play one point. So, you know, I felt like, you know, we'd be at 80% of our level on the first day and then we'd get to 90% of our level on the second day if we got some practice in and, you know, and did everything that we could. And, you know, it's it's not ideal because, you know, we're lucky that Midtown has 12 courts, but that only means that uh, your whole team gets one court three hours before the match to get a to get a little bit of a 20-minute warm-up. So, you know, you're not hitting a lot of balls. And, you know, I felt after the, after the practice against Virginia – we played Virginia in the quarterfinals, and I felt we went out uh, that night after that match for for a practice as well. And I felt when we left that practice, we were we were at our level. But you know, it took us till till you know getting to the semifinals and a lot of time on the court to feel like we we understood the the dead spots and the skits off the line and uh, you know the the way the courts played. So. And one of the biggest things this weekend, I think, that gave your team an advantage over others is the doubles point. You know, the doubles lineup for you guys, you bring back returners. Wolf and Joyce played together last year. Tubert, McNally, all been around the block. But as you mentioned, after that quarterfinal match, you know, you sub out James Trotter at two doubles, put Selig in. I think him and Cobalt in the recent rankings are number three in the country. You know, what leads you to make a decision like that midway through the tournament? You know, James Trotter had earned it. He and Cobelt had finaled that 25K that we had in November in Columbus. They'd gone to the doubles final. They had, you know, it's funny. You can say they won the Big Ten Indoor Singles Championship. It's your spot in Michigan in the fall. But uh, <laughs> they, uh, you know, there was two winners. They, they were undefeated there. And, you know, we felt in the six-game set inside that, uh, you know, Trotter and Cobelt uh, gave us a huge advantage of holding serve three times each. So, you know, we went that way. Uh, you know, Trotter blinked a little bit in, uh, in the quarterfinal match. And, uh, you know, Kyle Seelig, we've been, he's been thinking, you know, what did I do wrong, coach? You know, I'm sitting here <laughs> six in the country in doubles and I'm not playing. I mean, am I ever going to get a chance to play? And, you know, we're telling him, you're our long relief and we're going to bring you in sometime. <laughs> but you've got to stay patient, my man. And, uh, you know, we decided, you know, you know, Kyle Seelig's an excellent returner and a good, good tennis player. And obviously he and Cobelt, through the whole fall had earned a top six in the country ranking so you know there's been plans in the works to bring those guys back together and we just thought it was the uh, right time you're in the semifinals of the nationals and you go in there with a true freshman and james trotter who's been doing a great job but you know the stakes are high and like you said you you know if we don't get that doubles point against virginia we might not make it out of that match no it definitely that doubles point against wake forest we might have a small trophy so you know cobelt and Sometimes you roll the dice and it comes up right, and uh, it came up right with those two guys. And actually, tonight they, they put a thumping on a, a solid Kentucky team, six one. So, you know. And, right and I, I, I wanted to ask this for the get go. I'm happy you reminded me when you schedule Kentucky, you know, two days after the indoors uh, end, and of, I'm sure you know you're a confident guy. You have to be imagining you're going to be playing on Monday for that title. Is that something you're purposefully doing for your team to deal with that type of adversity? No, I'm, I'm a very nervous guy, not a confident <laughs> guy. Yes, you, know, you lose Torpegard, uh, you know, arguably the best player in program history. At least that's a pretty good, 
pretty damn good tennis players at Ohio State over the past 15 or 20 years. And, uh, you know, you don't see see that coming. And, uh, you know, you don't you, you, just, you don't see it coming. But uh, we knew we'd be there till, uh, till Sunday night. And actually, you know, we had to uh, change. Uh, they added a challenger in Cleveland. So we worked with Kentucky to change our date because, you know, in today's day and age in tennis, I mean, you got players like the McNally's, like the Wolves, guys that have chances to get into some challenger-like tournaments. You want to give them the opportunity to, to play. They're, they're the kind of guys that are working hard to, to be a tennis player. So, you know, so we, we changed that date. And I knew that I was putting us in a bad thing, especially at 2 p.m. because we had to be sandwiched in with, you know, the women played at 10 a.m. and the women played at 6 p.m. So we had to play at 2 p.m. And, uh, you know, Columbus is uh, one of the 15th largest cities in the country, but <laughs> I can assure you, you don't get much of a crowd Wednesday. <laughs> No. And I I think that's fair. Uh, I do want to say, you know, yes, you lost a, a Torpor Guard, but when you're bringing back talents, as you mentioned, like Wolf and McNally, and I really want to start with J.J. Wolf at one because he made his case this weekend for why he's the best player in college tennis, his level indoors. I mean, you can't hit him a forehand. And for your team, how how much confidence does it give your guys knowing that, yeah, you lost Torpor Guard, but now you've got Wolf at one, and he is more than holding his own thus far? Yeah, and I, I know you know you want to give credit to these players as much as possible, but I think it speaks to the culture you've built at Ohio State. When and you know it's not easy for me as a Wolverine to say that, but when you've got guys like Tubert at six, Cobelt who comes in for his first national indoors. <laughs> yeah, that was a beatdown. I mean, you got, you had running backs that our linebackers just could not run with, and you spread us out everywhere. Yeah, it hurt a lot. I was having t- conversations. <laughs> Coach, I remember 
when we won in 04 and I was that 04 for me was like 0304 was my best stretch. It's been all misery in my lifetime. So 0304 did you split it with Nebraska? <laughs> I know that was 97 98, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, these were the Navarre Henny teams that you know early trusted made the Rose Bowl back to back. Oh, that was <laughs> I, I mean the Braylon Edwards. Oh my gosh, those are those are my glory days. And I was thinking this team might actually stack up. And then of course, you know Cardell or not Cardell Jones. What am I saying? Uh, you know Dwayne Haskins just picks us apart. He, he did well this year. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just no, I it's perfect because Same. also picking. Also, people picking uh, picking people apart. Martin Joyce, uh, you know, Alex Cobelt with their serves, and as I was saying, that's a testament to the development, you know, of of your guys uh, that you're able to cultivate at your program. And can you just talk about the efforts you got for them, particularly when it's an indoor tournament and when you can serve like that? I mean, they were just lights out. You know, Alex Cobelt's another guy. And Martin Joyce is probably Martin Joyce is a senior now, and he's spent. You know, we try to try to make ourselves available, uh, Crow, uh, and I never go out except for Kalamazoo on the same trip uh, so that we always are here because the rules in college tennis let you let the student-athlete volunteer their time as much as possible with the coaching staff in, in the summertime months. So, you know, we make a pact that uh, we're only going to – Crow and I will only be gone five days together and there will be somebody here to run practice. And Martin Joyce has been here every summer and Alex Cobalt being from Columbus is – there's no one that's put more time in than Alex Cobelt over the last three years. I mean, nobody. When we look back at the amount of time he's put in in the summertime, it's just phenomenal. And uh, to see him start to have the success, I mean, obviously, you know, you can put in all the time in the world, but he has some unique gifts. I mean, he's got a lefty six foot five and, and a very, very live arm. You talk about J.J. Wolf having a, having a live arm. Alex Cobelt has a live arm as well. I mean, lefty with a one-handed backhand. It's fun to watch. He, you know, he was phenomenal all weekend long. And now all I can think to myself is, speaking of a live arm, you better hope Justin Fields is as promised. Otherwise, my Wolverines are coming for you this year. Um, yeah, that'll no, be but, a little tougher in the big house. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we return. We won't be bad. The Buckeyes aren't bad. No, but, you know, speaking of, you know, rivalries, it, it's fair to say – now that you guys have played in two national finals, the Ohio State-Wake Forest rivalry is alive and real. Was there any sort of, you know, secret pleasure in the fact that you got to play them again this year in the final? No, there wasn't a secret pleasure. <laughs> I honestly feel that, you know, there's 12 teams. I mean, I mean, I think there's teams that, that weren't at the national indoors that are in play. You know, that uh, anything can happen. You talked about it, that doubles point. I mean, you get that, you get that doubles point and, you know, two of your six players in an individual sport might have a career day, and there's no way they're getting beat. So there's three on your way to four. I mean, it's pretty easy to get the four if you're at three. So, you know, that doubles points just – it's tricky, and it's, you know, and it's tough. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, every coach is smart. Every coach builds his lineup. Every coach plays double headers. Every coach tries to get a couple more wins at a certain spot to keep – a small little stack going. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no guys that aren't trying to win. I mean, when I first got this business, you, you had a bunch of nice guys, good men, and with high integrity. Now you got some cowboys. You got a lot of cowboys out there, man. People are trying to win. I mean, it's no joke. 
people want to win. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's good. College tennis is as good as it's been. And uh, the coaching's unbelievable. And the opportunities that these universities, you know, give these guys to, to play on tennis on a huge, huge scale and everything that they get, it's just phenomenal. And people well, playing for, for keeps. No, and, and you, you talk about that highest stage, the most intense moments. No two players performed better in the clutch this weekend, in my opinion, than Hunter Tubert and John McNally for you guys at three doubles to clinch back-to-back doubles points in the semifinals and finals, you know, in tiebreakers. I know from watching those matches, Coach, you were on that court the entire time for both of those uh, matches. You know, did you have an inkling that it might come down to there? And what are you telling your players in those moments? Because from what I saw, they were just both so aggressive, so willing to attack. And is that something you know you're you're preaching to them when you're talking to them on the yeah, sideline? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna definitely be aggressive in the tight moments, and you know, but you know, it's gonna be a controlled aggression. You know, we're not gonna be trying to whip angles or you know hit crazy shots, but. We're going to try to do what we do and what we practice for 45 minutes every day. I mean, we're together in doubles 45 minutes every day practicing two things. And, you know, we're going to try and do that when the chips are down and everybody's tight. And try and give them a plan and let it be my fault. You know, we like to crow myself shills. We like to, you know, let it be our fault. If we lose, I want to be the reason we lost. I don't want it to be, I don't want to sit around and not sleep for two days because of 19-year-old guy decided that he was going to be Johnny Talent and go for rolls and wild shots. And, you know, we spent enough time on it. To, they better know what we what we want. And, uh, you know, it's it's easier said than done because they've got to go out and execute. And, you know, Hunter Tubert, I can think back of a couple of reflex volleys. He made both of those matches. And I can think back a couple huge returns he made off first serves and got us early leads in those tiebreakers on uh, against Texas and against uh, Wake Forest. And, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit throughout, but getting that doubles point is so crucial. And I'm just curious for your guys, how do you continue to reinforce that? Because it really did seem like, again, all weekend long, if because the talent level is so even, it feels like this year in college, as you mentioned, any team can win on any given day. How do you reinforce them? You guys have to come out aggressive on point one. You know, the doubles point is so crucial. I mean, they've played so many big matches and so many big matches. And like I said, 45 minutes to an hour, every three-hour practice is spent on that doubles. It's the most important point. It's, it means the most. And, you know, if you want to play, you've got to uh, you've got to be disciplined and you've got to be willing to, to do what we're asking for that. And you've got to be willing to, to either serve and stay back on second serves, return and stay back, serve and volley, play cross formations. You've got to listen to the calls and go out there and, try and execute it because it's just one set and it's 22 minutes and it's just you know and, and it means so much uh, it's just it, it it means so much i'm not saying you can't come back down a doubles point but you don't want to be in that position no and i totally understand that i i do want to ask you now that you guys have won the title you know how do you make sure your guys stay leveled how do you make sure they keep the big picture in mind because people you know i think the indoors is just as valuable as the end of year i know not everyone takes that belief but still i imagine for you guys the goal is may you want that nca title so how will you keep your players grounded you know they know that it's a different thing this year that uh, you know that it's a super regional so you've got to be top 8 in the country to host through the quarterfinals and you know, it's it'll be, you know that's that's what the goal is to to try and be a host. So somebody has to beat us in Columbus or 
you know, and if they can't beat us in Columbus, then we get to go to uh, to uh, Orlando to the quarterfinals where anything can go. I mean, as a, as a Midwest team in a colder spot, you know, you get a little bit worried because, you know, you're playing in 60-degree weather outside. Next thing you know, four days later, you're in 85-degree weather. And, you know, it's not like you can – put on trash bags and sweatshirts and, you know, do some vision quest training and all of a sudden get used to the heat. I mean, running up hills with backpacks full of rocks, but, you know, you've got to, you know, keep working them, do your thing. You know, we're going outside, putting them in tough situations, play Texas A&M in Texas here pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, just try to get better and uh, uh, build, uh, you know, build the endurance for it. But, you know, it's definitely tricky, but, you know, what, what else can we do? We, we've got to play in the Big Ten, and that means trips to Iowa and Nebraska and Michigan and Michigan State and Northwestern and Illinois. And, uh, you know, it's just it's tough because everybody wants to draw a crowd. So when you're playing on Friday night, everybody wants to play at 6 p.m. So at 6 p.m. at the end of March and in the middle of April, it's always below 50 degrees. So, you know, you're just hoping that you're going to get that Sunday at noon match outside. So, you know, it's definitely tough, but... At the same time, you know, we've we've been pretty good and had some success and you know, in the outdoors and uh you know, I just again it'll be about the doubles point and managing your nerves in tight situations. Well, I, I wanna two questions off of that coach, one of them a personal and obviously I will be in Ann Arbor for that match. Will you get angry at me if you see me cheering for my Wolverines? I don't I won't even see you. <laughs> Oh, I'll be in gray sweatpants, Coach. I'll I won't you. even see you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe if you're chewing on a pen. <laughs> well, now I know what I have to do to get your yeah. attention. Um, now, well, Michigan's very good. They've done a very, very good job. Seymour's playing well, and Fenty's doing a great job, and uh, they're uh, rounding into shape. It's not every year you get to host Coach Diaz, Coach Boland, and Coach Tucker in Ann Arbor in the same season. So, yeah, it's it's been a ton of fun uh, as a Michigan fan to see how we've competed. But we can save that trash talk for another time. Um, you know, I, I do know as a way of preparing your guys, you have a road trip coming up to Texas over spring break. You guys will play the Longhorns again as well as Texas A&M. And then, as you mentioned, it's really the Big Ten season. So I, I'm curious, now that you found a lineup that obviously brought Brought home a national title. Will you still continue to play around with different doubles pairings, different singles lineup, just to you know keep your guys loose and keep them on edge? Oh yes. I mean, we've been practicing McNally and Wolf for for the last month together. I mean, that's where we think we're our best. Seelig and Cobalt are ranked three. Tuart and Joyce are ranked ten. And you know, once we have McNally and Wolf to the point that we think they are, we think they're a damn good three team, and we think that we'll have. Uh, two or three doubles lineups that we can play at any day. So, you know, the new rankings came out. We have two doubles teams in the top ten. And, you know, McNally and Wolf did win Kalamazoo and played in the U.S. Open. But, you know, we've been trying our best to, to get those guys to do what, what we want them to do. And, uh, you know, the better the player, the more they play in the summertime pro tournaments and things like that. So you don't get a lot of time to, to work with them a ton in the summertime. So all of a sudden, you know, you get a few days in the fall and then, this time of the year when you're together every day and things, you know, probably 40 days into, you know, right in the middle of February, you start to see some jumps and to get better. So I feel they're getting better in doubles, and I feel we've got uh, two or three lineups. But James Trotter's by no means way out of it. He's he's doing well, and there will be uh, there will be some good uh, singles moves for the Buckeyes, and there will be some good doubles moves. 
And I look forward to uh, seeing those lineup changes throughout the the season. A couple more, and then, Coach, I promise to let you get some sleep. Um, I I do want to ask, you brought up with it being a different format this year, there's only going to be eight super regions. Obviously, getting this title this weekend will really help your rankings uh, moving forward, getting those wins on your team's resume. But is that really the next step for you guys? You know, is it crucial to be one of those eight schools that host the Super Region, given no one really knows what that's going to look like? I mean, anytime anybody asks me a question like that, I just say, I mean, we won a 202 matches in a row at home in <laughs> 13 years. I mean, it's tough to win. It's tough to, it's tough to win on the road when you're playing the best of the best. It doesn't matter if you're in Ann Arbor, if you're in Champaign, or you're in Iowa City. I mean... Ross Wilson's got himself a good little team rolling in Iowa right now, and uh, you know, there's it, it. It really doesn't matter where where you're at, but you know, we've we've been to Texas and Texas A&M, you know, for the last six seven years, back and forth rivalries with them as well as Georgia, and you know, we know what the records are at home and what the records are in the road. So, absolutely, trying to uh, you know play at home in front of 500 people screaming and yelling for you, and uh, you know, it's 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 very 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 important. Yeah, and I <laughs> well, that was important. Here's a stupid question, but I'm gonna you know go for it anyways because why not? You got mad at me in the last pod when I accused that first national indoors title of sort of having an asterisk by it, given the funky score mat title. Well, no one can take this title away from your Buckeyes program. Obviously, you guys give you know you went out and you earned it. You didn't drop a point until the final. You go four two there. No one could say the Buckeyes weren't the best team this weekend. And I'm just curious, from a program standpoint, how much does it mean to bring home a title like this? I mean, I, you don't even think about it. That's probably 10, 15 years away before you really think about it. I think it's good for the guys because, you know, like I told them, I put up the rankings. I said, I, I do my own rankings. I have my own computer, and I make my own <laughs> rankings. You guys are now six after you won. And they're like, damn, coach. I mean, what are, we, are you ever happy? You know, I said, you know, we didn't. We didn't play any of the real teams. We got lucky. We got good draws. And they said, what are you talking about? We did this. I said, no. <laughs> My computer rankings came out and we're six. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, nothing, nothing will be easy. And there's tons and tons of good teams, great coaches, great players. And, you know, you've got to, you've got to be ready to uh, play against anybody. And uh, being able to play at home means the world. And I think it's, you know, I'm a little disappointed because I was like the final 16 site, all 16 teams getting to go there. I thought that was pretty special. But, uh, you know, logistically it had its problems with 32, 16 men, 16 women teams. I mean, matches till 2 in the morning. So, you know, I get it a little bit. But, uh, you know, if there's going to be a super regional, I mean, you have to build your – you have to build your regular season schedule to to have enough home matches against great teams and get some road match wins. And, you know, it's hard to stay in that top eight, but, you know, being in that top eight will mean the world. Coach, whatever I have to do to get access to your personal rankings, I will do. I am so in on that list. I mean, that list is, that list is, uh, that list is good. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I think it's pretty accurate. I think that list is accurate. It's got your boys a little bit higher, too. Oh, that's very kind of you. Oh, I'm, I'm, 
That's so funny. Um, well, then I, I want to ask you one, you know, sort of Buckeye-related question. His name came up, Mikhail Torpegard, you know, in what I'm calling the Ohio Challenger Swing, which was your challenger in Columbus and then the one in Cleveland. He makes back-to-back finals. Obviously, J.J. wins that challenger in Columbus. You know, how gratifying is it for you as their former and current coach to see them have that sort of success on the pro tour? I mean, it's 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 good, you know. You're trying your best for your guys. I mean, they tried their best for me. You're trying my best for them to to do what we have to do to give them opportunities to play close to home. You know, one of the things I remember from my stint playing professional tennis is, boy, you know, the further you got from home, the tougher it was to win, whether it was, you know, out of the country, wherever it was. I mean, you know, to be able to get a chance to play in your own environment means the world. And uh, you'll see with American tennis players on the pro tour, I mean, most of these guys are picking up 75% of their points in America. So, you know, being able to have more and more tournaments in America and more and more tournaments closer to the surface that you really like is is very important to those guys. So, you know, I wasn't surprised to see those guys do as well as they've done. And, uh, you know, and I think uh, moving forward that those guys have an opportunity to uh, find their way to navigate to the top 100. And, uh you know, I think both those guys are, are great players. And, you know, I think John McNally's starting to uh, play. I thought he played some. I don't know if you got to see him play much this weekend, but I thought he was playing top 10 tennis the whole weekend. I mean, his match versus Ito, he was just destroying the ball. I mean, it's unbelievable. It brings me back to the day he beat me 0-1 in the first round of the Midwest Closed which was a tale I, you know, shouldn't hold on to. But, oh, my God, did he hook. I was, so it's 1-2, 40-30, second set. I hit this ace out wide. And I know I hit an ace because, I, you know, I was feeling myself. I was like, whatever, right. I'm losing this match. And he right. calls it out, no hesitation. I'm pretty sure his parents are in the background laughing. And I'm like, John, you're going to win this match. Like, are you sure it was out? And he's like, no, totally. And, of course, I double, I think, the next three points away and lose it 0-1. But, yeah, John was, you know, that's my own grievance. John was incredible this weekend so he got you and then you doubled <laughs> i mean look that's what you guys haven't lost to the wolverines in a while just add that to the list no that is not going i will not take that one <laughs> but uh he uh yeah i thought he played great i think he's playing uh as good as anybody you know i feel bad you know we played you know we played george and we didn't uh play out the matches uh George had a flight thing, and he was playing Zelensky. He was top five in the country at the time, and he was up triple match point. It said maybe five two forty love, and the match got stopped. And you know, he he, he kind of let one slip by. He was really putting it on the guy from Tulane early on. A set and two breaks ended up being like six all in the second when the match got stopped with Tulane. He got the he got uh, a set up on Weirsholm down in the second match got stopped so he got that win over Edo and then he had an opportunity to get that fourth point against Christ Sochos and he's up a set and a break and uh, I think a 30 all or a deuce point which which he lost and then lost a tight tiebreaker and uh, felt bad for John but uh, you know at the same time I really believe that you know he's he was playing top 10 tennis all weekend and uh, you know if he can keep uh, making jumps then uh, we might be able to win a couple more matches. No, absolutely. And then this will be my last question for you. You know, you have an older team. You've got guys with a ton of college experience in your lineup this year. And obviously, when you have the sort of success like this in the beginning of the season, it certainly means something. You know, what do you think your team has to do to maintain this level of success and put themselves in a position to win the national title come May? 
You know, I'm not so sure, but you talked about uh, 206 Patterson Hall, which was uh, Cobalt, Joyce, Selig, and uh, Tubert. That's where they were uh, for their freshman year. They all four lived together. And, uh, you know, those are our guys right there. Two are redshirt juniors, uh, two are seniors. And, uh, you know, they just, you know, people have been talking about it since we won. You know, we've got four guys from the Ohio Valley in the starting lineup, you know. So those four guys are from within 100 miles of Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, we had six American players playing, uh, you know, all but Trotter who played some doubles. We were playing with six American guys. So, you know, all these guys, Selig, Joyce, McNally, Wolf, because remember McNally and Wolf, you know, they were pretty accomplished and they were playing up a little bit in age group in a lot of Midwest tournaments. So, you know, they've been playing with Joyce and Tubert and Selig, Cobalt, McNally, and Wolf. I mean, these guys have been seeing each other since they were 10 years old. So they have a little bit of a love between them. And, uh, you know, they uh, they like to uh, they like to uh, for the bigger cause. They like to, uh, you know, feel like they're a Midwest team and they are uh, been together and they think it's pretty darn cool. And, uh, you know, I think we have great chemistry. We've had more talent. But, you know, let's think back at some of those teams. We had Roland Buchanan and Cobalt and Devin McCarthy and Connor Smith and, you start naming off the names of this team, and obviously they're great tennis players. But you know, I feel we have a we have a, a very very good chemistry, and uh, guys that uh, like to uh, be around each other, and guys that like to not like me. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it's the little things like that that matter the most, Coach. It's not even the team that's the most talented, but the one that you know likes each other the most, that's willing to fight together the most, that ends up with the title. And you know, this weekend that was your Buckeyes. So congratulations to you, Coach Tucker. Enjoy the success. Find your voice again. Maybe stop chewing on the pens. I can't imagine that helps your respiratory system. And uh, hopefully, we'll get the chance to talk to you soon. Hey, I appreciate your time. Yeah. All right. Take care, Coach. Go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs>